Asking Eve, the regular podcast brought to you by Emily and Lara, the mother-daughter duo behind Advancing Eve. Our podcast series will bring you a variety of conversations with girls and women who are just like us and you, making their way through life. We hope you enjoy. This is Emily McGowan. I'm here at The Loft, which is the Advance and Eve headquarters with my daughter Lara and my mum Christine. Hello Christine. Hello. Thank you for joining us on our third Asking Eve podcast. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, lots of different topics actually, uh, but the reason we wanted to make this particular recording was because of the fact that we are three generations. So Christine is my mum, a very well-looking woman in her mid-60s <laughs> who actually works Thank with you. me at McGowan Marketing. So Christine, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you work with your daughter? <laughs> um, I had uh, taken early retirement, but I wasn't actually ready to stop working. And um, you were going through a change in your life and I sort of thought maybe you were needing my support for a wee while. So Not the change though, just so that I put it out there. <laughs> Not the change. I'm a little, a few uh, years I've got to go, I hope, before that one. But anyway, but yes, you know, you're right, yes. Uh-huh. So I thought maybe you were needing my help, so I would just join the team and yes. come and see what I could do to help. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Uh, even though I was in my early 40s, I without doubt needed your help. And um, you were operating at quite a high level in your own career when you took early retirement, weren't you? So you would have been going really hard and really fast, Monday to Friday, nine to five. And the idea of just completely stopping that just wasn't going to sit well with Not you at all, at all, was it? No, yeah. no. Yeah. And so now we're three, just over three years in, we've moved office three times <laughs> and I would think it's fair to say we're still learning all of the time the way it, I mean, yes. it's not easy, is it? It's, no, it's, it's, not, it's not quite easy. tough going. Yeah. And um, so there are days when all three of us are in and have worked within McGowan Marketing, all three of us at any one given time. And the family dynamic aspect of that brings an additional element of complexity doesn't it it does yes yes <laughs> i think that was really well put <laughs> basically we argue a lot <laughs> a lot uh, so lara i think you've had some questions come in haven't you from a few people and you're just going to run through them aren't you and we're just going to chat about various subjects yeah so we're going to start off by talking about uh, gender and having three generations view on a few of those questions so the first question is what does being a woman mean to you and Gran do you want to start off yeah well being a woman to me has always been like I would be expected to be the homemaker mm-hmm. the, the looking after the children the nursing the, the cooking the cleaning that sort of thing what, yeah. what about you, Mum? Uh, so thankfully, I think um, that's not what being a woman means to me. Or maybe not thankfully, because actually what being a woman means to me is if I want to achieve, I had to do all of that and some. So being a woman to me means that I need to be able to wear multiple hats and switch quickly from being you know, one persona to another persona several times a day in order to achieve what 
I think society deems to be success. So I have to be a successful mum, I have to be a successful wife, I have to be a successful employer or employee, you know, depending on what I was doing. So I think being a woman to me means being able to be very flexible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, to me, being a woman doesn't actually mean anything in itself. I think I don't feel the need to be a homemaker or a mother at all. But I don't feel the need to, I don't think that any success I have in a career aspect should be any more of a success because I am a woman. It's just career success, gender neutral. So Mm -hmm. for me, being a woman doesn't actually define me in any way. It's just I'm a person and I succeed or fail, you know, normal. Um, So it's actually progressed from soul to jewel to yeah. and a choice to mum do how do you, you feel do? about hearing Lara say that because that's a massive shift from yeah you know if you were 18 19 years old and you didn't have this feeling that you had to be a homemaker can you imagine how liberated you would have felt well, absolutely my life would have been <laughs> so much different <laughs> <gasps> okay. so the next question is have you ever felt disadvantaged because you're a woman do you want to go first again, Gran? Um, not, not really. That I no. can, th- I can't really think that I felt disadvantaged. I just accepted that this is how it's meant to be for me. Yeah, and that's what I was going to yeah. say. I wonder if the feeling of or not feeling disadvantaged was because of the the expectation yeah. was different. Was, yeah, the expectation yeah. is this is this is what you'd expected to do so mm-hmm. you just have to get on with yeah. it looking back do you think the expectation in itself was a disadvantage like the fact that it was so normalized you the had to expectation be... in itself was a disadvantage i can see that looking back you're mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah so you were born in 54 mm-hmm. grown up in the 60s i mm-hmm. was born in 76 so it's it's not that long ago really no, that you know isn't. what was expected for you and mm-hmm. you know of you was that you would be a homemaker mm-hmm. and if you achieved anything else out with that what well, it was a brucey bonus yeah yeah absolutely yeah if ever you wanted to do anything and you suggested it the chances are the response would be why would you want to do that yeah right. goodness <laughs> so wow. different ah. it's so different yeah i want to go to university yeah. why would you want to go to university see i think that for me w- when i hear women of like girls of my age talking about how they feel disadvantaged i wish that they could teleport back teleport back and see how lucky we are Mm. even the fact that now it's so normal for us to want to go to university if you say that i want a job as a ceo you know it's like yeah go for it Uh it's not even like why would you want to do that you're a woman you're a woman that's not something that i ever myself experience at all so yeah i wish that like people everyone would experience it at all generations or just always hear it yeah exactly so I don't think I didn't think I had been disadvantaged as a woman um right up until the point where I had you and your brother Mm -hmm. so with Mr M we kind of went through our early adulthood years and we were completely equal in everything that we did you know I think I'm the, the this might even give an indication of to where we're at. I was just about to say, I think I'm really lucky because he's good at around the house, which would be 
indicate yeah. that I would think that I should be grateful for that. But that isn't how it came about. We just lived together and we both did whatever needed done in the house. There was no, that's your job or, or yeah. my job. Um, but as soon as we had kids, it wasn't even spoken. It was almost just assumed that I would take on the, the bulk of that responsibility. And then all the other aspects of home care seemed to get lumped in with that at the same time. And then it became really difficult to be a career-focused female and be a home carer at the same time. I, I definitely found it quite funny. And I think that that's why um, I maybe kind of dropped in and out of part-time work. I tried a bit of consultancy work because I yeah. didn't want to lose that element of me. But I knew that if I wanted to be there for my children, I probably wasn't going to be able to work full-time you know, as hard and fast as I, as I might have needed to. I definitely feel like I had to make a decision, whereas he didn't ever have to make that decision. So that's when I started to feel, or when I felt yeah. that I was disadvantaged. Yeah. And you'll yeah. be too young to have... I'm way too young to have experienced <laughs> that. Because I'm still at the point where you, you, you yourself, you, at my age, you hadn't felt disadvantaged. So why, exactly. would, I, why, would, you? why would I feel disadvantaged yeah. yet? Yeah, so it has progressed, but like, it's still... There's still something Present, there, yeah. yeah, definitely. But it's not actually, it's nature, as like it's biology, as well as yes. a societal yeah. Let's thing. play devil's advocate, we have to bear the children. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just, like, that is, that is fact, you know, yeah. you can't get around that in any no, way. but yeah. that's how it is in the animal world, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, so there's no... Yeah. And I definitely see, I mean, if you go to uh, the primary school gates of any Western world primary school now, mm -hmm. you'll see far more men there than oh. you would have done ever. You never saw men. You know, no. when we, when I was at primary school, no. I mean, never. And it was definitely starting to get better when um, Lara and Brody mm -hmm. were at primary school. So, I don't, you know, I don't know what it's like now, but yes. So, there we go. We'll find out when the next... Yeah, when you have when you have children, Lara. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I know I say that. I'm going to say this again. This is another off-podcast talk that we're going to have to have. <laughs> um, so the next topic we're going to talk about is education and the difference in our upbringing and our opportunities in terms of the choices we made in regards to our own education so the first question that we were asked is do you believe that we had different opportunities in terms of education and if so do you think if you had the opportunities to say me uh, would your career have been different Graham would you like to start us off uh, well I didn't have um, any opportunities yeah. to to go uh, and further my education. Because you went into the world of work at 15, Mum, didn't you? Yeah, I actually, I was only 14 when I left school. Mm -hmm. There was okay. no further I could have gone uh, unless I was exceptionally bright um, and I could have went to, to a high school in another town. But there was very few of us. But in saying that, there was hundreds of jobs okay. out there. There was apprenticeships um, galore. You could... Uh, so you did so have access to a path. It just there was wasn't access, the same. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. educational. But yeah. not, um, not university. Mm. There was, I mean, you wouldn't even... You wouldn't even think... We wouldn't even have thought about it. So in terms of your career ladder, how many jobs do you think roughly you've had in your lifetime till you got to McGowan Marketing? 
Oh my a lot. <laughs> and we'll have a short break there. Yeah. We'll go back to you <laughs> once uh, my mum yeah. has counted up her jobs. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, but um, the opportunity did come later after my family were, after my kids were growing up mm-hmm. and um, something must have prompted me to go into, go education. into education. So if we can just be clear here you went to university at the age of 40 Fort- early 40s uh, early 40s. and you graduated with a degree in business management, management. yeah so well done you <laughs> and, but I wanted to say that because this is what this is about isn't it yeah. you know mm-hmm. that's a great story it's and right we're path, proud of that all, and yeah. we want other people to hear that mm-hmm. so you had you were you had my younger sisters are much younger yeah. so you still had young kids yeah. and you had a job and a house but you decided you wanted to go on yes. to university yeah. so I'm interested in the comment that you made about you could go on to high school if you were exceptionally clever uh-huh. how did that make you feel because you're not not exceptionally clever no. you're bright yeah but that must have for everybody that that wasn't in that select band yeah you must have all felt like oh well we're you know we're not that special which that's awful yeah it was terrible it was mm. it was to, and I sometimes think about it yeah it it wasn't fair no it really wasn't fair because you're labelled yeah, then aren't you we, we were labelled we're going to work yeah you're going to work yeah yeah the others the select few uh-huh. are going on to bigger high and school, better to high school yeah yeah okay that's interesting. And do you feel like your opportunities to me were any are any different? Um, no. On a very objective front, I don't. Uh, you know, we both went to the same high school. We yeah. both had access to the exact same hires. I think our lives were different, yeah. but that can be said for anybody, irrespective of the generation. The generation. Yeah. What um, I will say is, though and I believe this to be the case for everybody, there are times in your life when you can come across somebody who without even realising that they are, they can be hugely influential in the life choices that you make. So I can remember to this day in third year at high school, I was in standard grade history and I was having a conversation with my history teacher. I was standing at his desk, he was marking a piece of work and he just turned around and looked up to me and went, so you'll be going to go to university then? And up until that point in time, I had never considered myself smart enough um, to, go. to go. And I just looked at him and I, I think I probably laughed. And I was like, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I'm not smart enough to go to university. And he then looked at me with an equally shocked expression back and was like, no, absolutely you are. And you should be thinking about that now. Um and if I had never had that conversation, you might never have thought I would maybe it. never have gone. And I can actually identify conversations for everything I've achieved, particularly on an academic front. So the degree, the postgrad, the MBA, I can identify a conversation with an individual that has been the catalyst for me going on to, to pursue that um, academic study. What and was I, the catalyst to the MBA? Uh, I'm not telling. These are private conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious now. The catalyst to the MBA was with an old boss of mine who said that I shouldn't bother with an MBA. Ah, <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> um, what did I need that for? And I was like, well, firstly, because I want it and now I'm going to prove that I can get it. You can get it. Yeah. That's funny, actually, because I... So 
for me, obviously my opportunities are brilliant and I had nothing was holding me back from going to university if I wanted to. And not even like you never even encouraged me to go to university. Nope. It was fully my own choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and I within my kind of first semester at university on the phone to you most nights I want to quit I don't want to be here I just want to work on advancing you full time side note to all the mums out there oh my god how stressful is that (laughs) (laughs) on the phone I want to quit I want to quit (laughs) what do you do what do you say um and I never really thought in that moment that I would go on to do any further education beyond my undergraduate. And then I jokingly said to my brother, oh, I'm going to get a PhD that I, like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> like, no, you're not. Like, you're not going to get a PhD. And I actually have a video that says, that has me saying to him, I'm going to get a PhD and I'm going to play this back to you and I'm going to show you that I'm capable of getting a PhD. <laughs> so, yeah in like 20 years absolutely we'll and, and take that energy and drive from use wherever, it, wherever yeah. you can get it and use it yeah but the people that are so told- he has said that he's going to have a yellow ferrari is it Red, so i Lamborghini, hope that oh Lamborghini. Right. so i hope that when he comes to your phd graduation he drives up in that car <laughs> <laughs> then i will feel like my job has been done <laughs> he does think i'm going to get a doctorate by the way yeah i know he does he seems to not think I can, though. Oh, my so God, yeah. I uh-huh. don't know how that's he's got that one so long. <laughs> so the next question is mainly more directed to me and mum. Was university always our plan? And for Gran, do you know what it was that made you in later life think, do you know what, I actually want to go into further education? So what? Because um, I had been thinking about it uh, and... Uh, I said to my husband, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I would like to go to university, I would like to go to college and, okay. and study. And his response was, don't be so ridiculous, why do you want to do that at your age? Really? Mm-hmm. So it kind of just drove you to actually do it? Even so more. after that, I spoke to some people and... Uh, they just said, no, you should go. You should go for it. Give and do it a it. try. Go and do it. And are you glad you did it? I'm really glad I did it. That's good. Yeah. Very good. Mum, was university always your... Uh, yes. So for me, after I had that conversation with the teacher, mm-hmm. and you know, that was third year, so I had a few years, um, I really needed it. I really needed it to, to um, prove that I was capable and that I did have have something you know I think I've said this a couple of times I you know I was assessed for learning support in two separate primary schools I went through primary school in the early part of high school really honestly thinking I was stupid Mm -hmm. um and I felt like I had to prove something I don't know if I needed to now looking back I don't know if I needed to prove it to other people or if I needed to prove it to myself possibly myself which maybe is kind of where I get why I still have this drive to always be doing something because I don't think you ever fully satisfy yourself no, when you yeah. want to evidence something but the other side to that is I, I totally advocate that university is not right for everybody and you've already mentioned that it, you know I did not we push it me or your dad didn't push it we wouldn't push it with your brother either it has to be right for you and there are so many other opportunities to achieve what you want to achieve from life university is not the only route at all yeah so for me 
I think university was just always, always the plan. Uh, particularly where I am now, I think it was like my first year at school. I decided I wanted to go to Edinburgh mm-hmm. University. The degree I wanted to study, I think, changed maybe like a hundred times between like forensic science. I don't know where history. that came from. So she could be a history teacher. I wonder how that one would have played out. <laughs> she just <laughs> loves children. <laughs> <laughs> and then evidently ended up studying business, but why I went to university I didn't actually know until you know first semester so I thought I was just going because I thought it would be the best way to get a good career but actually in I was asked by um my first semester lecturer um to write a reflection on why I've chosen to study uh, at Edinburgh University and I realized that I'm there because I felt like I had a privilege to go and it was an expectation of me to go not by you but by by society because my gran couldn't go and so many generations before me didn't have the opportunity it would almost be ungrateful of me not to go and um yeah that's why I ended up going but I think it's good though and actually for me sitting on the sidelines and watching you go through your university career is not so much about the knowledge transfer because no, I think really that not. particularly with your subject you could gain that you can knowledge gain it easily or read books yeah. there's so yeah. much online uh-huh. now that you can access it isn't actually about that it's about the for the me it's the life experience absolutely because yeah I have matured and I have grown as a person shut up <laughs> sorry you can't see me making funny faces on a podcast eh? <laughs> I have matured and grown as a person in the last year you have more than I have if I'd stayed at yeah. home oh, or stayed without a doubt. in without the bo- a doubt. borders yeah. even yeah. um definitely it's a, an experience that if it is right for you I definitely think you should do it and it should it isn't actually about the education side well for me it isn't no no it is about what you learn life experience wise and obviously that means that I can live vicariously through you (laughs) (laughs) have that student life all over again (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there we go so touching on something that you mentioned um previously is do we think university is the best and the only option for women in particular to have a better chance at the, you know, the dream career, the hotshot career, you know? No, I don't okay. at all. I think it's probably gone full circle from compared oh. to when you were a younger mum. Yeah. Um, there are so many paths available mm-hmm. now. So many, yeah. Even companies like, you know, Black Rock Investment doing um, graduate apprenticeships, you so could, many yeah you get your degree do. but you're working for one of the biggest yeah uh, financial institutions in the world mm-hmm. you know that's unheard of there are other ways yeah and actually there's massive benefits to the employer as well and like i know this speaking as a prospective employer if you get somebody that you can mold and you're prepared to invest in their education yes. at the same time as getting them to be good um, productive employees mm-hmm. that's so much better I think than taking yeah. somebody who comes from university has a preconceived set of ideas of as to what is and isn't right or should be done or shouldn't it be done yeah. I think that there's a lot to be gained from from maybe not picking somebody from university mm-hmm. yeah I think um if university is even mildly not right for you I don't think it's worth no. the it's a very different 
um, question based on the fact we're in Scotland, to be fair, because it is free. Yes. Um, So it is, you know, you're not going to be disadvantaged. It's four years of your life. It doesn't cost you mm-hmm. anything to actually get access to the education, the education side of things. Side of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and I know myself, I wouldn't be going to university if I had to pay for it. Um, hmm, this is news. If if I had to pay the same amount as yeah. an English student, yeah. there is no chance that I would be studying yeah. a degree. So this is why I think it's different if you want to be a, obviously if you want to be a doctor yeah or there's something yeah, like yeah, that there's career yeah. paths where it, to which yeah. it's a requirement yeah, which is fine we're not you have um, to go there that. You have to, to go. be a doctor yeah. a lawyer yeah. you have to go yeah to but we're all sitting in here being or having been business students yes. um to which it, uh, it isn't a requirement but for, for you the, one of the reasons I'm keen to work on advancing you with you is because I think that that gives you a two track development over the next four years yeah you're getting that academic yes. side you're still be able to enjoy the student life experience mm-hmm. but at the same time we're going to grow this business and i don't think either of us are um light on the expectation or or kind of go easy on ourselves as to where we want to potentially take it in four within those four years yeah, i don't think it's in our nature to take no, it easy. so so the ideal for me is by the time you graduate, if you wanted to, you could be CEO of Advanced Neve, which is a decent sized, good prospect business. Mm-hmm. Fine if you decide that you know you want, want to, to go get a job or... to Australia for a year, yeah. backpack or you know, <laughs> or right, so not me. <laughs> you want to go to Japan for a year and look at cherry blossom and eat sushi. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah but yeah no you you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot about running a business whilst being at uni yeah definitely i think doing both at the same time is totally accessible to anybody i know yeah. so many uh business students are like wow you're doing both at the same time i'm like yeah but you could do that too like it's not you you aren't in university full time it isn't actually nine till five Monday yeah to it's not the same as school you've not just got evenings like it's so flexible mm-hmm. that you can if you're prepared to put the time and effort into it mm-hmm. you can totally do it yeah but fine <coughs> as well if somebody doesn't want to do it and they want to totally chill and have you know oh yeah, yeah. Ah, everyone's it's, life's if, it's, and it's life. all yeah. their own life choices yeah it's totally fine. unique to every individual yep. So we're going to move on to talking about the workplace now. And the first question is, how, what has been the biggest barrier to your career progression to date? Um, I, I know the answer to this one for me straight off. Do you want to go first? Oh. Oh. No, you go, Gran. Granny. Gran. Gran. <laughs> Mum. <laughs> for me, it, it's having having children, having okay. to look after the children. That's stopped your career? Yeah. And would you change that to have a... That's, that's a big question. A big Do you wish question. you didn't? I wouldn't change having my children. <coughs> um, but I just accept that I eventually done it anyway. Yeah, so. you've had a successful career yeah. and you've raised yeah, so. four children. What about you? Uh, it's been myself. Yourself? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think um, my own. Uh, thinking of what I can and can't achieve has completely held me back really yeah that much absolutely 
absolutely to this to the point where I was in a I was on an executive development course in Barcelona in 2016 and I had a session with an executive coach and he was commenting on he was like oh you've got the worst negative self voice of anyone I've ever met that was really a surprise to me because obviously it's just me I don't think about it and then over the course of the day so my little sister was there with me this in itself tells you all this I was too scared to go to Barcelona on the course on my own I had to take my little sister with me I was 39 years old what's all that about anyway (laughs) uh, so my little sister was with me and when when the course finished and I came back to the hotel I actually got walked into the hotel room and started crying and she was like what's wrong what's wrong I was like I've just wasted 15 years of my life I could have done so much more (laughs) but that's a good thing now because that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about advancing Eve I you know if if I can help any girl or woman to not have to go through that and to realize that she can actually do whatever she wants to do quicker then I think my job's been job's done with it Mm. well I'm only what 18 19 so there's not actually been much career or much barrier but I think probably sounds this is gonna sound so stupid but genuinely the only barrier to date has been my fear of getting my photo taken it sounds absolutely ridiculous no but but it's debility in for you yeah like um I took part in the young enterprise uh, borders competition in my sixth year at school and I refused to have my photo taken. I didn't want to be on the news because mm-hmm. my team won. Mm-hmm. But I was so focused on the fear of having a camera put in front of me that I couldn't actually celebrate or it. say anything about yeah. it. And then we had the opportunity to go to the mm-hmm. Scottish finals and other things in addition to my own insecurity stopped me going to do that because yeah. I was so scared about having a camera in front of me. So that's definitely something that, we need to work on and I think you know being aware of that is half of it but there have there has to be strategies put in Mm -hmm. place to help you overcome that yeah Mm. it's just yeah it's such a silly thing to let it um stop you doing things well but you know what it's easy to say that but if it's if it's there and it's in your head it's destabilizing for you then yeah that's enough it doesn't have to be understood by everyone no not at all not at all and there's actually nothing worse than people going, oh my God. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Be fine. Yeah. It's not that big yeah. a deal. It's not that big a deal, yeah. Well, it is to me, uh-huh. so. Yeah. yeah. Back up. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next uh, question is, in modern day, what do you believe is the overall overarching barrier to women in the workplace? And do we think that this has changed uh, amongst our three generations? I think it probably still is, although it's nowhere near as bad as it was no. when you were younger, Mum. I no. still think it's the the whole dynamic yeah. between uh, bringing up a family. Okay, it is a juggle. It yeah, it's juggling your family and trying to progress and and with your career is. Yeah. hard it's it's very hard men don't have to do it no and mm. you know we're i don't think that we're saying that from a um an uninformed position no. so you've got um great pieces of academic and research mm-hmm. work out there like the Alison rose review into female entrepreneurship which was published in 2019 
that identifies that actually the gap in female entrepreneurship in the UK one of the barriers is the whole care Care, the care yeah. responsibility yeah. and that might not just be caring for children that could be could caring, be caring for, for you know older adults parents mm-hmm. caring for anybody mm-hmm. yeah. it's definitely there and i also wonder also based on having read the rose review um if there's anything around just female confidence self-confidence mm-hmm. so yeah. you'll often hear imposter syndrome which is almost always labeled to to, you know, to women you'll hear things like a man will apply for a job and look at the job description and yeah. go well I can bluff that 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 and that so I'll apply yeah. whereas a woman would look at a job description and go well I can't do that that and that and that so I'm not going to apply yeah. yeah it's very different yeah I don't think it's um it doesn't think that theory applies to all women though and I think that that's why there's such a a stigma around it because if one woman's so successful she's put on a pedestal and makes every other woman feel mm. inferior when actual fact it's just a choice yeah a difference in lifestyle that's been made it's not one Isn't woman's that smarter than the but other you're absolutely you know? right like <clears throat> women who achieve should be on a pedestal and an aspiration to other women but the you probably do feel inferior. Like yeah. I definitely feel more inferior to successful, powerful women than oh, I do to successful, 100%. powerful men. Yeah. In fact, I don't feel inferior to successful, powerful men at all. No. Because it's a societal expectation that men succeed. Yeah. But then there's so much, wow, if women does well, let's celebrate, celebrate, celebrate it. Yeah. And then anyone that's not up there feels yeah. like, why yeah. am I not up there? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. <gasps> There we go. You are a little genius, Lara. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very... It has def. I think it's changed yeah. from me being... Because um, I think there's less pressure to have children. So yeah. Yeah. that in itself, it's more accepted to say, do you know what, I don't want kids. So, and it's not like... <gasps> it's like I say that all the time. And I usually get two responses, like, oh, you're only 18, you don't know, or, okay, cool. Um, so it's more accepted. Whereas if you'd said, you know what, I don't want to have children, I want to go and have a career, when you oh. were my age, very different response. Oh my you goodness, would have, yeah. you would have received. Yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah. because, obviously, as we've touched on previously, biology is still there, if a woman does want to have children... Even just the nine month plus recovery period, yeah. that is already taken out of her career. Like yes. that is unavoidable. Whether the father raises the child beyond that or not, she is still going to be, mm-hmm. you know, paralyzed career wise for that period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's still, it's always going to, it's how we deal with it beyond the birth of the child, yeah. I think, that yeah. is, is changing, I yeah, think. Definitely. Well, when I was your age. Mm hmm that's what was expected of everybody that I grew up with. Every woman. You will, like every woman, that's Mm -hmm. what was expected. You'll find a husband, get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing about careers or not at all. I think that in itself, we're only, as you've also said, there's not actually that much difference in age between us not really in the grand scheme but we've still progressed massively massively yeah and i think it's often taken for granted Mm -hmm. um how much we actually have Mm. progressed in the west because i think often western ideas are uh, applied to the whole world when it's not actually relevant but 
in the West, we've progressed massively just between the three people sitting, sitting in this in room. Yeah. yeah. Okay, are we nearly done? We are nearly done. That is all of my questions. Oh, oh good questions. It. Yes, very Thank good you questions. to all of the people that submitted them. Yes, and yes, thank, thank you, you to both of you for this lovely time that we've spent together. In the loft. <laughs> in the loft. In the loft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.